Hello, my name is Dr. James Rudd. I'm the digital media editor at Heart. In this episode of the podcast, I'm joined by Professor Adam Timmis from Bart's Heart Centre, London, UK. Adam is an expert advisor to the NICE Guideline Committee, who in 2016 issued an update to their 2010 guidelines on the assessment of patients with stable chest pain. And these are controversial guidelines in the UK in that they recommend very broadly the use of CT coronary angiography for investigating patients with stable chest pain. They move away from exercise testing and functional testing and uh, recommend that there is no need for any pretest probability calculations uh, prior to imaging. Adam and I get into the uh, changes that have occurred between the 2010 and 2016 uh, update and also into some of the uh, benefits that the guidelines will hopefully bring. Towards the end of the podcast, we discuss some evidence for the both the cost effectiveness of a CT first approach and also the uh, improvement in patient outcomes and evidence therefore, both of which are referenced in Adam's uh, review. Please see that review for detailed discussions, which we just didn't have time to get into in the podcast. And I hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast. Many thanks for listening. I'm delighted to be joined today on the Heart Podcast by Professor Adam Timmis from Bart's Heart Centre in London. Professor Timmis, many thanks for joining us on the podcast. Uh, well, thank you for inviting me. And Adam, you've recently published uh, an article in Heart. Perhaps you could just start by briefly outlining the changes between the 2016 update and the 2010 guidelines that you were uh, chair of the committee on. Well, in 2010, uh, the guidelines uh, recommended that patients presenting with stable chest pain uh, should be assessed for the probability of having coronary disease. And that probability judgment uh, involved uh, analysis of the age and sex of the patient and the typicality of the chest pain. The uh, diagnostic model that was used uh, in determining uh, probability was that of um, the diamond, diamond forester. Yeah. yeah. And um, the recommendation was that if the probability of disease, uh, according to the diamond and forester algorithm, if the probability of disease was very high, that's above 90%, uh, you're home and dry, and these patients. Uh, can be diagnosed with angina and treated accordingly without further testing. Uh, on the other hand, the probability is very low, and that uh, usually was young people with uh, atypical symptoms. Uh, the probability is very low, less than 10% uh, of having coronary disease. Uh, then again, diagnostic testing was not indicated because it uh, wouldn't help resolve uh, any issues. Uh, and those patients, uh, you should look for other causes of chest pain. But, uh, but the majority of patients who sit between these extremes of diagnostic certainty, i.e. between... About 10% and 90%. 10 and 90%. Uh, these patients, uh, you should uh, require diagnostic testing uh, using functional tests if they've um, got an intermediate probability using um, CT uh, current uh, angiography if they've got a low probability and straight to angiography if it's um, 60 to 90. So that was a rather complex 
recommendation uh, that was quite difficult to apply clinically uh, when you, you're dealing with these patients uh, in a clinical setting. It required, uh, as I say, sort of calculating uh, the probability of disease and uh, investigating accordingly. So the change that's happened, and it uh, uh, really is quite a substantial uh, change to the recommendation, uh, is that patients in whom chest pain is typical or atypical, based on the Diamond Forrester uh, model, uh, that these patients should all undergo CT coronary angiography as the single, uh, and in most cases only, diagnostic test. If the CT coronary angiogram is normal, that is to say shows no uh, coronary uh, obstructive disease, uh, then coronary disease is excluded and the chest pain uh, can be regarded as non-cardiac. If, on the other hand, uh, the CT coronary angiogram shows obstructive disease, uh, then um, you've uh, got your diagnosis of uh, coronary disease as the cause uh, of the presenting chest pain. Of course, in patients uh, with an abnormal CT coronary angiogram, it can be quite uh, challenging to determine the severity of the coronary obstruction. And in those cases, NICE uh, recommended uh, that you did a functional test after the CT coronary angiogram to help um, uh, determine whether the obstruction was sufficiently uh, severe to cause ischemia. But that's for the minority of patients in whom you can't make a judgment about the severity of coronary disease based on the CT coronary angiogram. Okay, so those are the main changes then, I guess, the yeah. taking out the Diamond Forrester uh, pretest probability calculation and the really broad application of CT coronary angiography across almost all patients, as you say. Yeah. Now, these have not been without, uh, should we say, their critics, the guidelines, particularly in the UK where service delivery uh, is thought to be a big issue. And um, there's been a recent uh, response to the guidelines uh, by the British Society of Cardiac Imaging, um, endorsing the guidelines, I would say, but also drawing um, attention to the government and Department of Health of how much investment will be needed in imaging and uh, radiologists to report them. Do you have anything to say about that? I mean, did that uh, play into your thinking at all when you made such widespread recommendations on the side of CT? Yeah. Well, let me just uh, correct you on one small point here. It wasn't me making recommendations. I was simply a, an advisor to the... Um, uh, nice uh, update committee okay. uh, and it was them who made uh, the final recommendations which were based incidentally and this is relevant to your question which were based on uh, largely on cost effectiveness in the UK and it was their calculation uh, that the uh, straight to CTCA recommendation within the uh, updated guideline uh, would actually cause uh, produce quite substantial savings uh, uh, in the uh, NHS. Uh, but you're, you're absolutely right, of course, that uh, in making these recommendations, uh, the, the, there will be the requirement to back them up with sufficient uh, CTCA space within the NHS to deal with the uh, need for more uh, non-invasive angiograms. Uh, that is true, but that really isn't, uh, and I believe this is the case, uh, that really isn't NICE's um, mission uh, to uh, ask questions about 
uh, how readily their their uh, recommendations can be uh, applied. Uh, it's their job to look at what they believe is the um, most uh, cost-effective way of managing these patients and then leave it to the NHS to uh, provide the appropriate facilities. You know, I think that's a fair way of putting it. Perhaps one, one final question. Do you, do you think that the, the CT-first strategy will improve outcomes for, for patients as well as being cost-effective? Yeah, well, that's... Uh, 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 a vital uh, and uh, 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 question, and of course, uh, across the board uh, with uh, imaging, there has been very little work uh, to determine uh, whether these various uh, imaging technologies uh, that uh, we have available, whether their uh, application uh, makes any difference uh, to patients' outcomes. Um, and it really, uh, it's, it's, if you like, separates uh, the imaging uh, fraternity from uh, those uh, uh, investigating the value of drugs in um, influencing outcomes. Uh, the, the, the trials simply haven't been done. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much indeed, Professor Timmis, for your time. Um, we will be interviewing um, uh, Professor Nissen, Steve Nissen, who's written a, a counterpoint to this review for his his view of the, uh, the new guidelines, which are uh, certainly, I think, for clinicians will make life easier, as you say, in the busy outpatient clinic. Uh, there's there's going to be less emphasis on uh, calculator tools and more emphasis on imaging and getting a diagnosis. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again. And many thanks to all of the audience for joining us on this episode of the podcast. Music.